My grandmother, Mildred Olive, she loved Christmas. We all couldn't wait to get to her house Christmas morning because whatever we didn't get from Santa at home, somehow grandma managed to fulfill all our wishes. She had this somewhat insulated screened-in porch and it was full of presents. You couldn't even walk in it. But I know it was grandma, Grandma Millie, who would tell me, you know, Renee, it's better to give than to receive. As a five or six-year-old, I was trying to understand that, but truth be told, it felt really good to get all those toys. The definition of a gift is a thing given willingly without payment. People give gifts to show that they're grateful for the recipient or that they truly value them. Today, we're concluding our series on grace, which is unmerited mercy or favor from God himself. He gave us something willingly without payment from us, a gift. Stay tuned because this is better than grandma's screened in patio full of gifts. Welcome to episode 23 of the Well-Versed Woman podcast. I'm Renee Teller. And I'm Teresa Morgan. Renee and I are two perfectly imperfect women who have a heart to share our faith in life's experiences with you. See, what we've experienced in our life is the love of God. And if you stay tuned, we know what we're about to share will fill your life with love. And that means the peace you've been looking for especially right now. But if you've been listening, you know before we do anything, it is so important that we get plugged in, plugged into the power source, our very creator, so that he can download what he would have to say to us today. So go ahead, close your eyes, unless you're driving, take some slow, deep breaths, And just be still and ask God to fill your heart, your mind, and your ears to listen to what he's saying to us today. Here we go. That's it. That's 20 seconds. And I have to encourage you to continue to grow that still time. When your eyes open in the morning, let your first thought be about plugging into that power source. It'll change everything. I promise you. But back to this idea of Christmas and gifts and the last episode in our Grace series today, we're going to talk about the best gift I ever received. And my newfound understanding that it surely is better to give than to receive. Isn't that right, Teresa? It sure is, Renee. And, you know, Jesus teaches that in the scriptures. He says, it is better to give than it is to receive. And today we're going to explore some of those other scriptures that expound um, on on that one uh, foundational scripture. That idea that the definition of a gift is a thing given willingly without payment. And then this idea, Teresa, that the grace of God is a free gift. 
right? Not only is it a free gift, but it also speaks to the unmerited favor that God gives us. I feel like it's a double whammy, you know? Absolutely. You know, when mankind sinned, there was a separation that occurred from God, this holy, beautiful, loving God, because God is just. And we've talked about that in previous episodes. So what Jesus did by coming to earth, walking the earth as a man, and dying, shedding his blood, resurrecting to the right hand of the Father, that brought salvation to all mankind through our faith in his finished work. And it's a gift from God. We don't have to work for it. Salvation is a gift from God's heart of grace. And, you know, Renee, I think about my experience coming into an understanding of the gospel. The Holy Spirit was drawing me. John chapter 4, verse 44 says, No one can come to Jesus unless the Father who sent Jesus draws him, giving him the desire to come to Jesus. So in my experience, when I was 35 years old, just living life, you know, I had this great awakening, if you will, to know this Jesus that died on the cross. Later, when I got into the scriptures, I saw that actually what was happening is the Holy Spirit was drawing me to the gospel, was drawing me into the question of, gee, why did this Jesus, the God-man, have to come to earth and die? You know, in in that in and of itself, the drawing power of God, the drawing people to, to Jesus is God's grace in action. So the foundational experience of coming to Christ is grace. The hearing of the gospel, that if we put our faith in Jesus Christ and what he did, is God's grace. And Renee, I think the best scripture that uh, further explains really what salvation is, is found in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace we have been saved through faith, in that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, least anyone should boast. Isn't that beautiful, Renee? From the initial drawing to the hearing of the gospel to the receiving of Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's all a free gift. And it's all because of the grace of God and how he loves humanity. That's so amazing and clear to me, Teresa. And I, I'm just thinking back to that drawing period. Uh, I was raised in religion, not in relationship with God. So if you don't understand that, please do subscribe to this channel and go back and listen to that very first episode because this is not a religious podcast. This is a podcast about relationship which clearly 
is so much deeper. But I'm trying to think back to, you know, when I was drawn and I can think of so many times that I was drawn, being drawn to God. And I didn't, I clearly didn't know what it necessarily was that he actually wanted this deep, deep, deep relationship with me. But I go back through my life, Teresa, in the different stages, and I say, oh, he was trying to get me there. And oh, and he was trying to get me there. And again, we're all different. And we all come to him in a different way. And he's so personal about how he knocks at each of our individual doors. So if in these times, this is the beginning of your feeling, a pull or a tug on your heart, again, listen, be still, just reach out, lift your hands up to like that little child reaching up to be picked up by God and say, if this is you, pick me up, pick me up and give me that peace. And then the drawing to the hearing to the receiving. So it's a it's a process, this whole idea of coming into relationship with God, Teresa. And I love how you spelled that out. It's all free. It's all part of the gift, the drawing, then hearing the word, and then making the decision to receive. We don't need to perform or complete a checklist. I think that's the difference of what I'm I'm hearing in what you're explaining. Absolutely. You know, I've talked to people, Renee, who have said, gee, I'm just not right. I've I've done so many bad things. I I feel unworthy to come uh, to 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 God and to Jesus. But this is the sheer simplicity and beauty of the gospel. You know, in Romans 3:23, in Romans 6:23, the Bible says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, because the wages of sin is death, which is separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So the beautiful thing about these scriptures is, is that number one, and I know I felt so much better uh, knowing that everybody has sinned, right? I'm not the only one. Uh, that we're all in the same boat, if you will. So that once we recognize that we are a sinner, right? And we repent of that sin, and we invite Jesus into our heart to be Lord and Savior, Right at that moment, Renee, right at that moment, we're saved. And we're not only saved through the gift of God and the grace of God, but listen to this, Renee. Ephesians 1.13 says, In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, the Bible, and as a result, when you believed in Jesus, when you put your faith in him and invited him into your heart to be Lord and Savior, we then are stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ as owned and protected by God. So this is saying not only when we come into his grace and we're given eternal life, but that our spirits are sealed by the, by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into our spirit to dwell and he seals us, right? So that 
eternally and forever, we are gods. So that if tomorrow, God forbid, we, we were to pass right from this earth, Renee, we go right to be with God. It, it's such a, a beautiful thing for my mind to know that Christ's, uh, what, what Christ provided on that cross, his death, burial, and resurrection, the shedding of his blood, not only provided for my sins of the past, but also covers my sins of the present and any sins of the future. So we are sealed. What a relaxing thought that is. It it surely is. And so I go back just like you when I realized that we have all sinned and we have all fallen short. You know, back to that idea of religion, I was taught that there are degrees of religion. And that's just not true. There are no degrees of religion. It's black or white. There's sin or not sin. And so that that's step number one, I guess, is um, in my thinking. And the only unforgivable sin is turning your back against God, not choosing God, which makes sense. But any other sin has no degrees one sin is not worse than the other. So whatever we could be thinking about ourselves and our unworthiness and our just inability to come before an all amazing, wonderful God and not feeling worthy in his presence, the, the truth is we're not worthy. That's why we needed the Savior. That's why we needed somebody, Jesus, to come between us and this God. He is the bridge we've talked about before to take this spiritual, beautiful God and come down and become flesh so that the humans that he created could have a bridge between between God and our humanness. So Jesus was the only human who was without sin. And he was without sin because he was God, first of all. And second of all, he had to be without sin so that he could make the bridge. Right, Teresa? That is correct. The Bible teaches that he is the great propitiation for our sin, or, you know, it, it appeased God's righteous and uh, morally and ethical side of God, that, that just side. So Adam and Eve sin, man sinned and lost union with God, and a man had to come back to regain the union with God. So that I, I love the simplicity of the gospel, Renee. You know, when you were talking about that there are, there are no stages of religion, and that is true because we are now in a relationship with God. And the beauty of this relationship is that once we accept Jesus Christ into our heart to be Lord and Savior, this relationship grows. And it's such a beautiful growth because it's us and the Holy Spirit it's personal. You know, when Jesus walked the earth, he kept talking about the kingdom of God has come unto you, the kingdom of God. And I love the Bible because it defines itself in many places. And Romans 14, 17 says, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So again, we go back to salvation is a gift, hearing the gospel is a gift, 
being immersed in the Holy Spirit and being born again is a gift. And then from the time we accept Jesus until the time we, we go to be with him, this relationship with the Holy Spirit is also a gift. And he leads and guides us. And he's the one that brings us into the plan and the purpose that God has for our life. So if we were to stamp the hearing of the gospel, the being drawn by God, entering salvation, eternal life. It, I think we'd have to rubber stamp it, Renee, with the stamp of G-R-A-C-E, grace. Every step is through the grace, the love, and the mercy of God. And I know, Renee, you and I have walked with the Lord for a long time. You know, when I falter and when I do miss the mark, and we'll just call it sin, I have such a faithful advocate to the Father. I run to him now. First John 1.9 says that he, when we do sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But you know that sin is really a product of an unrenewed mind. Our spirit man never loses the salvation that came into it when we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. What a great point, Teresa. The sin is a result of our unrenewed mind. And if you've followed me or been in touch with me at all, you know the word I love, which is brain training. And because of what our brains were made to do, they were made to protect us as human beings. They were made to record data. We have things and behaviors that got recorded that are sometimes hard to break. And we're on this new path of this relationship with Jesus, but we fall back on old patterns because it's hard to break habits or it's hard to get these things out of our minds, these ways that may not have been the good ways to do things. So it's that constant journey of renewing our minds taking our thoughts captive. I think we talked about that in one of the last two episodes, Teresa, that the word says that we need to take those thoughts captive. And that's, the, if there's any work that we need to do, it's just becoming less of me, more of him, less of these old principles, renewing my mind, working on those brain training things so that I can become more like Jesus every day. It's a journey. We will never be perfect because the word of God says there is no one perfect. No, not one. Only God himself. God the Son is Jesus. So that's a great reminder, Teresa, that we are going to continue to sin. And I know so often I hear people say, you know, these Christians are some of the worst people on the planet, you know, and so they say, I don't want to be one of them. We're not. Christians aren't perfection. Christians are the ones who said, <laughs> raised their hand and said, absolutely not. I am a sinner and I'm trying to change my ways. But people don't generally tend to understand that. And maybe Christians could all be a little more humble, but nonetheless, that's the truth of the matter. I am not perfect. In fact, Teresa opens every week with, we're two perfectly imperfect women. 
We're just on the journey, just like you, striving to become more like Jesus every day. That is so true, Renee. When I understood that I am a spirit, that I live in a body, and that I have a soul, you know, and when I read Philippians 2.13, it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it is God all the while at work in you, willing to do and to choose according to his good pleasure. Oh my goodness, I, just hearing that brings such peace to my heart. Let's listen to that again, Renee. God, all the while at work in you, willing to do and to choose according to his good pleasure. So there are times when a Christian might feel stressed, a Christian might feel defeated, right? But boy, when we bring to back to our remembrance. And I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit is going to bring back the scriptures that you need um, back to your remembrance because, you know, we wage this war, this spiritual battle that we talked about in the last couple of episodes. You know, we wage it in the spirit. So when the thoughts come to our mind, right, and they often want to attack our mind, oh, you're just an old sinner, you know, you're you're unworthy, you're, you're good for nothing, right? I think we've all wrestled with those thoughts. We can say, oh, no, 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 no. In my spirit, I'm perfectly saved. In my soul, I'm working salvation out. And God is in there like a great coach helping me to work out my salvation that came into my spirit because he's wanting me to succeed. And I can tell you, and Renee, I know, you know, we say that we could keep the listeners here, right? Many, many days talking about how we've been transformed. The salvation that came into our spirit is now working through our souls. The Holy Spirit is leading and guiding us every step of the way. And those sins or those those habits that once plagued me, they don't anymore. I walk in victory. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm maturing. I, I love that the Bible uses the word maturation instead of perfection. We're all in a process. And it's God who's going to get us to the finish line. You know, the Bible says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. So I love, again, you can see the thread of grace throughout our entire life on the earth in Christ. He's there every step of the way, leading us into the perfect day, right? Into our into our individual destinies. I love the Lord. <laughs> it's obvious, Teresa. Oh, <laughs> that's just so incredible. So just a reminder, when we talk about that stillness time, that 20 seconds that we take before every episode, and I encourage you to grow that, it is that stillness that is going to allow you the maturation that Teresa's talking about. It's the stillness, the alone time with God praying, and there's a whole episode on prayer, and being in the word because the word is God. So that if you can carve out time in your life, in your day, every day, now surely there'll be no perfection there either, but to strive for that time, stillness, prayer, talking to God, and reading your Bible, reading the word of God, those three things coupled with 
a cozy blanket, a tiny room, and a cup of tea is the recipe for the success and the the strategy to draw closer to him and grow this relationship. Right, Teresa? That is absolutely correct, Renee. You know, and there are two two of us and we give testimony to exactly what the scripture lays out, especially in this episode from 26 years ago when I met the Lord till now, I've just been growing. I'm stronger. The kingdom of God that has come to me, you know, I'm passing along to others and I watch their life change, Renee. I watch their life uh, and the lives of their families change to where they were not victorious to where they're gaining victory in their life over habits and sins. And uh, it's it's just a beautiful transformation. And it's an amazing witness to the power and love of God moving in our midst today in 2020. Mm, Amen, Teresa. Thank you for listening. We so encourage you to stay connected with us. We have a Facebook community. You can simply request to be added to the Well-Versed Woman Facebook community. You need to have constant fellowship and people around you that can encourage you in this journey. Teresa and I have had each other for a very long time, and that's what allows us to grow exponentially. We want that for you. Join our Facebook community. We also have some Well-Versed Woman journals for you. Subscribe, rate, and review this channel, and we'll send it right in the mail to you. And lastly, the show notes and the scriptures associated. Maybe you don't have a Bible right now. Maybe you don't even know if you can stop and buy one. The scriptures for every episode are in the show notes, right on your favorite podcast platform. You just need to scroll down, click on the details button, and get the scriptures that you can print out and meditate on those scriptures. If you have access to the internet, there's Bibles all over the internet today. So any way that you can get that word, stay connected in a great community. We would love to have you join us. And if you can't remember any other scripture, this is the scripture on which this podcast was founded, Teresa. Absolutely. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. We love you. Yes, we do.